0: Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are blasting through Disney's The Little Mermaid, one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski.
1: I'm Andrew Dorowski.
0: And today, for our Friday minute of this episode...
1: Of this... Of, of, this, this, week, of this week. Is of what this I meant. W- yeah. <laughs>
0: It's Friday. it's Friday. It's <laughs> Friday. GIF. Uh, we 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 are joined by Andrew Hawthorne from No Time for Heroics.
1: Hi everyone, I'm back. Hooray! Yes. It, unfortunately, it's probably gonna be the last time for this movie, but I don't think it'll be the last time we ever have you on for a Disney animation Minute Essentials episode.
2: No, oh, nothing. Thank you
1: very much. Well, this we've, has always been a favorite of mine, so I appreciate being here.
0: We've we've had lots of fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this week great, me too. at some point we we're gonna have so many guests that we like that we'll probably be splitting weeks in half <laughs> between guests instead wow. of giving five episodes per guest because uh these movies are only 17 weeks long and more than 17 guests are available for these sorts of movies
0: and we usually only do the first week ourselves and some and, and maybe the, the last, the last week. week so
1: so we're down to like 15 guests at that point and like well yeah it's an embarrassment of riches Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, we're not as long as the Lord of the Rings minute, <laughs> oh man, they had
1: they had so many episodes, like two hundred and thirty episodes which in that first movie
0: they they got us on right before the credits started, yeah we were so. I think
1: wow. we were the last
2: guests,
0: <laughs> Maybe. Wow, that's
2: a marathon though,
0: yeah, but today for Friday, we are discussing minute forty, which begins with Ariel swimming after flotsam and jetsam into Ursula's lair. And it ends with Ariel asking Ursula, can you do that?
1: And then I just, I immediately, every time, hear every, every time you say, can you do that? Like, it's intrinsically connected with the beginning of Poor Unfortunate Souls to me. So hearing mm. that line and getting it cut off.
0: Literally is, one second is, before. Is like
1: the worst cliffhanger. Y- yeah, and activity. Andrew,
0: when I paused it, he's like, like, no, ah. no.
1: Goodness, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to talk about it at length next week. Yes, I want.
2: I mean, I think on the record, even the poor unfortunate soul starts with the dialogue that we hear here, where Ursula says, Oh, the only thing to get what you want
1: is yeah. to become. That's, a human. that's quite possible. Yeah. So, that might be why I think of it that way. I, yeah. at, when I'm at work, I listen to music sometimes when, when I'm working on the editing and um, I, I, I edit documents. Uh, in my day job. And so not editing He doesn't
0: edit podcasts. <laughs> yeah, not not editing
1: podcasts if only. Um, hey, I mean, you know, no no judgment here. <laughs> but um so I listen to music and 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 while we're doing this film I've been listening to Little Mermaid soundtrack a lot. And so maybe that's where I'm thinking of it is maybe. hearing uh the exchange between Ursula and Ariel and then it just drops right into the music.
0: Yeah. But that is not what we're covering. Nope. We're not covering that the music. Uh, minute forty of The Little Mermaid features Ariel swimming past Ursula's garden, who try to stop her.
1: We'll talk about that in a second.
0: Ariel yeah. meeting Ursula, and Ursula telling Ariel that she needs to become a human to get what she wants. Oh
1: mm-hmm. yes, I I I like how. Just saying Ursula's lines, you have to, like, perform a little bit more than you would say.
0: It's to become a human yourself. Like, you, yeah. like you you're like gesturing your...
1: into it as well. Like, it, Ursula is dripping with performance.
0: When, right before uh, we started recording, when Andrew was watching these minutes, because he had just gotten home from work. And we, and I watched the minutes several times. and as, at the last time that we were watching the minutes, I've i started just mouthing the, Ursula's lines and like performing everything <laughs> that she did. She's
2: There's a lot this of hand. body language too, yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll Which hear about we'll, that next week. We'll hear about week. that next
0: week. But <laughs> uh, she, she's like, he is, she's talking about Eric. She she, she does like a little. She does her hand, hand flip. flip thing. She's like, he is quite a catch, isn't he? And I'm just like, I just need Ursula's like persona kind of like
1: you not that you want to be Ursula no, but, but but like this when, performance yes. is so it like it's so powerful like, and it's uh, and it's captivating even though you know she's the villain and like nothing about her says she's not the villain but there's this performative charm that is so enjoyable to watch and to imitate because it, it is charming at the same time as being so sinister and off putting. And, off-putting.
0: and if is. I were to to perform a villain uh, on stage, yeah, which this is, is what you'd want, this is what I want, which is like not me at all. I'm not someone who would perform a villain.
1: <laughs> no. But
0: like I would go. want to perform me, Ursula. But if,
1: if you can, like, then this is the like. Yes, you'd want. yes. <laughs> well, and but it's, it's such a strong performance. That I think a lot of people would find it relatively easy to do Ursula as a villain. Like, there's not a lot of depth and complexity and like tortured, like, am I doing wrong or am I doing right? Like, she is selfish and self serving and she is just going for this all out. And so you don't have to worry about any of that. It's, it's a, it's a caricature. So you're not worried too much about um, tapping into anything too real to perform it.
0: Right. And I wrote this down for, for next week because I was listening to the audio commentary and I just had to listen to it throughout all of Poor Unfortunate Souls too. <laughs> and they, and I'll, I'll probably mention it again, but they mentioned the Ron, John and, and Alan, I almost said Howard, uh, mentioned that they all loved working with Ursula and the animators loved working with Ursula and Howard's, especially he loved doing Ursula's lyrics because she's this big persona and and she she also has some uh, sultry in her and and sadistic and
2: and And diva
0: she's a big diva like she's she's a
2: huge queen yeah
0: she is this wonderful person and they they said they compared her to wanting to work with captain hook rather than working on peter pan like animating captain hook more rather than wanting to be peter pan because he's
1: he's larger than life mm -hmm. and this big performance that you're that you're creating
0: and and i i like that comparison but i think ursula is even more of a performance and more better than captain hook
2: does not stand up
1: to ursula (laughs) no no not at all uh so before we get into ursula stuff uh ariel has to swim through her garden and pass what we've called the soul slugs uh, and they're so gross and disgusting and like I, every time they're on screen I want to look away at the same time because we're doing this and I have to like look I can see that there's a lot of individuality put into every one of those slugs but, he didn't but wa- I don't want fo- I, I, <laughs> like, didn't- to I I didn't want to pause and like try to work out each of them individually because they make me so uncomfortable
2: yeah, but they're I gross. can
1: see it's like oh there's, there's something unique like these were different People. These are characters, and then like, but keep going. I don't want to pause. Like, don't don't stop here because I don't want to stare (laughs) at that.
0: And and there's one that reaches out like really far, Mm -hmm. which I don't understand how they stretch exactly. But that's besides the point. And grabs onto Ursula or not Ursula Ariel's arm, and I'm like. Ariel, this sees this this soul slug thing.
1: It's trying to save you. It's, it's trying to good. tell you don't
0: go to Ursula. Don't do this. You need to go home.
1: Yeah, go, like like they're trying to away. warn her, but they can't really do anything. And the one like grabs onto her, and it's just so disgusting that it doesn't actually end up helping.
0: Which, but then Ursula starts talking, and do you think that if because this is all nasty and. And Ariel looks terrified. Do you think that if Ursula hadn't started talking that she that there could have been a possibility that she would have turned back?
1: I don't think so. I think she was kind of on her way into the cave. She's going into the cave. Okay. Like she's not looking back throughout all of this really. Right. Um her emotions aren't aren't questioning any of this. She's motivated towards this end. Right.
2: Um, I'd like to point out that these guys look kind of like uh, tube worms, which go back to my hydrothermal vent theory from yesterday. We
1: did not really want to investigate what they looked like, but I am glad that you have given a, a, a creature to associate with them. Just uh, just putting it out there. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll take it for the support for your theory.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yep. Right. Right as Ursula starts talking, and the but before we see her, it there's like a shot of the cave. Yeah, from her Yeah, her home, and there's all these what they what the audio commentary called tendrils, just hanging down, like especially in the foreground, the blurry ones. And this shot was a multi pane camera shot.
1: They did get one in.
0: They they had two or three shots. Yes. With, with the with the multi pane.
1: Camera, the old but school, it, but not the Disney, Disney
0: one. It was one that was off Disney okay.
1: property. But it's the old school multiplane camera, like they were using for the classic Disney movies, yeah, um, okay. to get depth shots. Mm-hmm. Because they wow. hadn't maintained theirs and they couldn't use it, so they had to use someone else's.
0: Yeah,
1: that's too bad. Um, but then they got computers and and they didn't need it so much. But I'm so glad that we know one of the shots that was a multiplane camera shot. Yeah.
2: Um, this is a, a really uh, uh, big scene in terms of the imagery that it's throwing out there, too. The, um, uh, the shell that Ursula descends from um, is a really interesting symbol, uh, if I could get into that. Um, uh, you know, Ursula, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Trident being such a bad dad and, and, and coming at Ariel in a, in a really poor way and and kind of driving her into the arms of Ursula um and what uh, i i would like to to do kind of a freudian analysis of that and and say that like Ursula is female power incarnate in this scene uh in contrast with Poseidon's male and yeah. uh and and what we've got is Poseidon wielding a trident staff which is not only a symbol of phallic power but of triple phallic power so <laughs> Uh, so so quite potent, but Ursula, by contrast, is emerging from a ionic symbol, uh, which is a murex shell, uh, and uh, it's hanging on a wall upright in in kind of a uh, Georgia O'Keeffe painting. Which? Uh, uh, hmm?
0: I, I, sorry, I, I wanted to mention that I, I I forgot about it, but the same person who animated the the outside layer of of Ursula's lair with the sea creature, uh, Mike Peraza. He also animated the, the shell.
2: Okay. Yeah, just... and it's a beautiful shell that he's got here. And Murex, by the way, is a predatory
1: snail. Uh, so
2: it makes sense that she would be enjoying the comforts
1: of their shell. Yeah, um, so she's in like a predatory environment, but also a, a, a distinctly female uh, yeah. symbolized
2: and and Ariel is coming at this with a girl problem. You know, she is a girl in love with a boy and, and going to a man did not help. And in fact, made it a lot worse. And now she's going for, to a woman for help, having been reject, not only rejected by men, but betrayed by men in terms of Sebastian. And, and both of her friends are men and, and she's mm-hmm. had to kind of abandon both of them to go and, and seek her help elsewhere. And, I I think it's interesting because I don't know if you have you talked about the poster for the movie at all.
1: Um, we talk uh, like the the box cover art and the yeah the stuff. Uh, basically, we said um, that there's controversy about it. It's it's removed from ongoing uh, production materials at this point. Um, That's too bad. Um,
2: yeah. Well, so- I I
1: think it it there weren't enough people that were willing to deal with it as like academic symbolism and we're just looking for a dirty joke. Yeah. Yeah. That's and probably true.
2: But I mean, so, was, was so there like your, your is,
1: analysis is, is worthwhile. The dirty joke is not.
2: Yeah, maybe not. But was it, was it actually there? So, so that poster was designed by a guy known named Bill Morrison. Um, he uh, did promo art for a lot of Disney movies. You probably talked about this already. And then he, he founded Bongo comics with Matt Groening of the Simpsons. And uh, he was a director on Futurama, and he just became editor of Mad Magazine, by the way. Um, oh wow! And and as far as I know, when when I've been talking to him, I, I don't think he said that he painted anything lascivious intentionally into this stuff. Um,
0: I I don't think I don't think it was intentional. I th- and like other. Other things too that that happen throughout Disney animation. Yeah, people I mean, it, are just looking yeah. for something to make it a crude.
1: Yeah, joke. like there's yeah. there's a, a a swath of the internet that's interested in making some things about your childhood dirty. Now that you're an adult, um, sure. and and whether and, or not that whether or not that's intended, and unfortunately, that also means that the company has to respond and remove things or change things in, in future materials just to kind of cancel out that bad will that, oh, um, I see. that people are going to send out. Uh, and then because yeah, they so
0: cancel it out.
1: People then are then like, they're now they're embarrassed. Now it's they're like embarrassed Disney was embarrassed this, by this and the person must have was, done it on purpose yeah, because they didn't have this was any purposeful. more work with Disney and it's like, well, people also just have evolving careers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did have a lot more work with Disney after this.
2: He was working on the Rocketeer and stuff. so So don't you guys yeah, worry about so, Bill Morrison out there. He's fine. But um but anyway okay. so there's there's kind of a weird history with with phallic and yonic symbolism involving the little mermaid but i think that's kind of what we're seeing here with uh with ursula as as this complete symbol of female power descending from this this
1: murex shell here well and and not only that but throughout this um this minute she is as she's uh providing the advice to ariel and um and doing everything she is performing femininity as she puts on makeup and she does her hair
0: which doesn't make oh, yeah. sense about how it works underwater especially the moose but
1: yeah but, but very but, 80s yeah um I I had mentioned the last time we saw Ursula her hair seemed a little slack and was flopping around and I said oh her hair doesn't have that same punch that it does in other scenes and then uh I was gratified when we got to this I mean I was like oh she literally hadn't put the stuff in her hair. <laughs> like it's it's there a continuity go. thing where she comes in this moment and she she does the hair and puts it up and now it's in place for her mm-hmm. great for her great performance
0: and then yep. she then she turns to the mirror and starts putting on lipstick but she her lips were already red and then when <laughs> she's putting on the lipstick if they're not red, and then she puts the lipstick on, and, and they're, they're so, so glossy and red, and she does this. She little, does the
1: big, the big, the big pucker, puk- and puck- and like the popping lip. Yeah, thing.
0: it's it's like whoa. Okay, you are, you are a diva. You are an, uh, trying to be this kind of person,
1: and she. Oh, yeah. So so she's in like this hyper. Um, Female symbolized environment. She's doing this performative, uh, feminism as she puts on the makeup. And also, some of her lines when, um, she's telling Ariel to come in, don't, don't wait at the door. That's a, a like maternal attitude to take where she's teaching her manners in a maternal way, not, not in a paternal or any other way. She's saying, like, people will question your upbringing. Like, that's the sort of thing a mother says, you know, about things. Or she's addressing the fact that she knows Ariel's mother is dead um yeah. or 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 that Triton is not good at teaching manners and, and things like that right. but she's doing all of this and then she i just need to say the way she performs one of the lines as she's descending from from the shell uh she says rude and she rolls that r in such an amazing way like the that line delivery rude
0: yes uh, I have I have something to say about that that whole line. The, okay. So she says, "Come in, come in, my child." Oh my gosh, it's so she hard. Says, she to-
1: says, "My child." So she's yes. she's like insinuating motherhood.
0: Yes. And then she says, "We mustn't lurk in doorways. It's rude. It's
2: rude."
0: One might question your upbringing. Today, hmm, I was at my grandfather, my grandparents' house, and. For a quick moment, and
1: did you stand in a doorway and one no, of them said, "No, get in here. It's no, rude."
0: No, but I was talking about other things that I needed to do today, and one of the things I mentioned, and this is uh, this is the same grandfather whose mother designed Snow White's dress.
1: Yes, so this is a Disney connected. Oh, <laughs> yes. wow.
0: Um, and. I was mentioning how I needed to do research and watch minutes for Little Mermaid for recording the podcast. And he started talking about Ursula. And he's like, what does Ursula say? And I was like, what do you mean? Poor unfortunate souls or something? Or is he talking about this minute? And then he specifically said, no, the the come in, don't lurk in doorways, because one might question your upbringing. (laughs) And I was like... What we're talking about that tonight like had, this is and crazy. like I hadn't
1: thought about these lines probably mm-hmm. ever.
0: No, but he's like exactly those are good. Ad-
2: think of.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he said that's a good advice. That's <laughs> like good advice because From you don't want someone to to question your upbringing. And I was like it's so weird that you mentioned that line when we're talking about it tonight.
1: Really well, spoke you- too. Okay. You know, the the best way to sell bad advice is to give someone two pieces of good advice. (laughs) Wow.
2: Well, it's also interesting that she's inviting Ariel into her space, uh, which is contrasting Poseidon, like, forcing himself into Ariel's space in the previous scene. Yeah, without invitation. Yeah. So, like, she's setting herself up completely in opposition to Ariel's father, which is both a literal truth in that he's, he's actually the good guy and Ariel's making a big mistake there, but also (laughs) because Ariel's really angry at him. So
0: this whole contrast between Ursula and, and King Triton that we've been talking about is interesting, especially considering the original theory and, and the Broadway musical theory or,
1: Expansion, expansion of
0: it. it, with Ursula being King Triton's uh, sister, and oh, okay, and it also I I haven't mentioned this and I haven't known when to mention this, but there was originally supposed to be uh, a character of Ariel's grandmother, and I believe it was supposed to be King Triton's King Triton's mother. So oh, no. if it, if that if that was supposed to also be Ursula's mother then this this would be like so interesting to see that they huh. grew up different that they grew up the same like by the same person if if they if they truly are siblings. Yeah. But have I mean, these completely different bottoms. Like ways of of raising other people and, and yeah, having like this the
1: well and and so they have like Different worldviews and then also different tactics for parenting. Right. Like we're seeing the evidence of their different parenting styles in this one week. Even uh, though
0: Ursula doesn't have any,
1: but yeah, children. Ursula is not a parent. But as you watch this, you get the sense that like Ursula might be better at parenting than Triton is. Well, it's
2: always easier to parent Which, somebody else's kids.
1: Ah. So maybe that's the trick. But yeah. also, like, she she parents um, Flotsam and Jetsam. You know, she she calls them my babies and, uh, and is affectionate towards them in a way that we rarely see Triton being positively affectionate. Right. Yeah.
0: But I feel like if we saw this character of a grandmother...
1: It'd be a very different. It'd
0: be very different and very interesting to see how everyone, like, interacts with each other again and... I wish that, like, before I didn't wish that we, that I was like, oh, okay, there's supposed to be this grandmother character, but I don't really, like, I'm fine without her. But now I'm like, huh, I wonder what it would have been like if we did have this character.
2: I wonder if she was a goth to puss as
1: well. (laughs) It's possible. I don't don't even know if they had design stuff um, put together Mm -hmm. for that portion of it. So it's hard to say. I am very impressed with what we got out of this minute. was a lot going on. Yeah, but you, you definitely pulled out all the stops for that one. It's a level of analysis. I don't think we've mostly been engaging with, um, for Little Mermaid, but I think we did a little more for Snow White. So I'm glad that you, you brought in that, that hard academic tone. <laughs> oh, thank you.
2: Well, does don't let me go off on uh on on Pat Carroll who's voicing Ursula here who of course famously also voiced Hazel in Foofer cartoons uh which I could also get into as an analysis but uh, I'll save it. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh if you need if you need more of that go check out No Time for Heroics and you'll you'll get more of that type of stuff.
2: <laughs> you'll you'll get so much analysis of stuff that should never have been
1: looked at again. well that's sort of what we do yes i i'm i'm all out as am i yep me too okay that's all we have for you listeners this this week the week's over now We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found... At
2: NotimeForHeroics.com on iTunes, or at the NotimeForHeroics... Hall of Great Justice, and also at Monster Squad Minute coming up in the fall. And I uh, I hope you guys uh,
1: will listen to that as well while I overanalyze some more stuff. I don't think I've listened to any Movies by Minutes podcast for a movie I haven't seen, so this might be the first one. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's, I reckon it's, it,
1: it's a good movie.
0: <laughs> it's also possible that by the time that this episode releases releases, you could be releasing
1: yeah this might be into october
0: it depends on when we start releasing our oh you should you
1: should go
2: to your pod machine right now and see if monster squad minute exists (laughs) folks it's probably really good
1: (laughs) uh we want to also recommend to everyone check out moviesbyminutes.com it is the repository of all of the movies by minutes titles at least in so much as someone's able to catalog them all there's a lot and it's always growing and I don't know how often it can get updated but
2: poor Pete is you a can very find, busy
1: guy yeah he's, he's got a lot of stuff to do but you can find at the very least a good chunk of the Movies by Minutes that are available uh, and you can you can track those down by title and get your, get your uh, podcast stuff all situated in that way until next time listeners thank you for making us part of, your, of your world, world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>